Hello, Internet peeps, and welcome to another edition of, I almost said, uh, me and Andy's podcast, but the Nevis' Project. Uh, we are on the Rebirth episode, which is going to be covering Resident Evil 1 Remastered and then Resident Evil Zero. Two games that graphically look the same, and they were on the same uh, console when it first came out, the GameCube. And right. Yeah. And we're going to start off with uh, Resident Evil 1 Remastered. I am Joe Dubs, and I'm with... Zach. Zach McMahon. No, I'm kidding. Just Zach. No. <laughs> Damn I'm it. lost McMahon child. <laughs> doing Resident Evil podcast while, you know, he's doing the XFL. Yes. Yes. Football. Yeah. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into uh, our first uh, section. Uh, I named it What a Mansion again, <laughs> because we're going back to the mansion. Uh, little de de development uh, in Resident Evil 1 Remastered. I know Zach has a lot more information than me. I usually look when uh, in developments basically to see if there's anything unique. On my research, I didn't find anything unique, but Zach found some stuff. But I quickly want to go over something. Uh, Mikami uh, put a team together. Uh, they were looking for to make the graphics a little bit, you know, beautiful and more sexy, like they did, because it's not dated really well. If you go play Resident Evil One on the PlayStation One, it looks disgusting. I mean, I like it because of the nostalgia, but. Um, it truly did age in 2002. Like, if what are you, you talking about? You don't like the lime green cave walls? You don't, <laughs> you don't like the gaudy, like, bright burgundy fucking wallpaper and shit? I mean, I, you don't like the octagon hands? <laughs> no, I do. Uh, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to be discriminating on, on uh, octagon hands. Um... And definitely the voice acting, which we will get to, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also reading that when they were updating the graphics and stuff, they wanted to add n new things. And I read here, and I know we talked about it briefly on our last uh, Resident Evil 1 episode. But they wanted to add invisible enemies in the game. And I remember we talked about if unlocking them... Uh, at a certain point, I forgot how to unlock them because I'm not really good at video games. <laughs> you just you just beat the game over and over, pretty much. Yeah, and then, but they wanted to put that in the game, and ima yeah. imagine if that was a thing. Personally, I think that would piss me off. Uh, if it made sense, <laughs> like if they booked it really well. <laughs> <laughs> I could be like, okay, I understand that they made a virus that is camouflage to uh, you as the player. But having them just be invisible, how is that? I mean, I guess that's on the challenging part, but how does that make sense? What, what do you think about that? The C virus. Camouflage <laughs> virus. <laughs> like, what? This this had to be on the like the the whiteboard and be like, hey guys, I have a great idea. What if the enemies were invisible? And Mikami was probably like, what, are you trying to make Resident Evil bankrupt? <laughs> yeah, he probably 
shot that down pretty quickly. Like a few other things from what I could tell of all the stuff I researched. Yeah. I mean, we can start getting into your research. I just looked at, you know, because they know (laughs) the voice acting was terrible that they hired, uh, you know, better voice actors and they did motion capture finally in Resident Evil so that the, the body movement was, you know, realistic than compared to the, the tank movements be like they'll move their arms really slowly like they're a robot so so that you know that was pretty cool but what did you find out oh i got a few things here let's see um mostly wanted to highlight how small the team was initially starting out like they had a team of four in like i guess early 2000 mid 2000 Mm -hmm. when they were working on figuring out the GameCube, like, you know, all of its graphic rendering capabilities, stuff like that. And then by, like, 2001, that team uh, increased to, like, 11 people. I mean, we're talking just in terms of, like, programmers and graphic uh, guys and stuff like that. Not That's not including sound people or uh, concept artists or anything like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And apparently they also worked with Nintendo pretty closely as well, like in terms of like learning about the GameCube and stuff like that. Yeah, didn't uh, Sony fans get like really pissed off, or even Sony themselves, that, you know, Nintendo was getting the Resident Evil IP? Uh, it was kind of a big to-do back then that Capcom uh, signed an exclusive deal with Nintendo to produce five games uh, that were supposed to be just for the GameCube and not be on anything else. And that was called the Capcom 5. Um, this game was one of them. So was Resident Evil 0. Resident Evil 4 was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot 4 was originated on GameCube. Uh-huh. And then there was uh, Beautiful Joe and PN03, or product number 3. Was that the game, or did it just never came out with a name? Or oh, a no, that, that's, that's actually the name of the game. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a weird one. Yeah. I like it. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Sorry, we're, we're gonna do Vince McMahon <laughs> like forever. <laughs> um, what else did you find? Uh, um, let's see here. Uh, well, I wanted to also note that uh, towards the end of 01, uh, Mikami was thinking that the game was a little too samey, and I think that's when he made the decision for them to like try to make more things different in it terms of like i guess puzzles and enemy placement stuff and just just everything which is a good move because if they would have came out with the same exact game people would probably be like i already played this game before why do i need to buy an because you got to think like me and you like especially me now where i'm like well why do i have to buy a remastered i'll just go play the you know the old game on the emulator or or you know the actual uh, thing from an old system uh right. it, it's good that they did something new because now that's making me as the nostalgic player to be like hey i want to see what's different about this game i'm gonna go buy it so didn't you didn't you say you didn't like this one as much because of the things that are different in it though i mean i'm just playing devil's advocate okay <laughs> oh okay, okay yeah i mean there are certain things I like about it, but then there's other things where I'm just like, I just want to play Resident Evil 1. 
on PS One because I because well, <laughs> yeah because I'm lame. Okay, <laughs> people out there, I know you guys are gonna shit on me because uh, I know some people are pissed off that I uh, dislike Code Veronica a lot <laughs> since we did last episode. Oh really? Yeah, some actually uh, commented commented to me through. Uh, dm and they're like oh it was a good episode but why do you hate it so much and i'm like it's i don't remember being it this hard i like i said i'm a bad video game player so <laughs> i just want to reiterate i don't hate it i still think it's a good game it's just got a lot of problems yep it needs to go through uh aa free gaming it needs to go through resident evil 2 remake treatment that's what it needs do you think it will ever happen I don't know. I guess if three comes out and it does awesome, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Code Veronica get the same treatment at all. In fact, after playing it again, I think it needs it. Mm-hmm. Very outdated. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's off topic. Fuck Steve. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah. So they changed a lot of shit, and I, I I thought that was a good move. I like like I said, if it was the same game. I don't think a lot, maybe the hardcore people would buy it again to beat it with updated graphics, but I don't think they would capture any new people at the same time. Yeah, I still would have bought it. I mean, even if there wasn't stuff different about it, but the fact that it is different makes me like it better. Mm-hmm. Especially when you learn kind of like about what is different and how a lot of the things that are different are things that ideas that were originally cut from the game. Yeah, and then obviously with the new GameCube controller, uh, not the new GameCube, the GameCube controller, like, even that would be different a little bit because people are used to a PlayStation controller. So moving to GameCube was kind of a bold move from Capcom, let's say that, because, you know, people, people are really picky when it comes to controllers. I, I don't really care that much. Yeah, I'm not really a big stickler on controller stuff. I mean, people should learn how to, you know, do new things in life. Yeah, I agree with that. So, if you're used to something, you know, nut up and <laughs> and grab another controller that you're not used to. Nut up, bitch. Learn the controls. Yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you learn how to play Street Fighter, bitch? But I play stick. Got controller, motherfucker. You need to learn how to be on both. You can't just do one. Berating everybody right now. And they're probably like, "Fuck you! I'm not listening to this podcast anymore." <laughs> it's it's Resident Evil. We're, we're the we're you know fans. We love it. Fans. fans. Uh, sorry to cut you off on your uh, research, but. They added defense items in this one, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was uh, something else they added. That, in fact, that's probably the only mechanic uh, that is brand new. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, that zombie burning thing. Uh, the Crimson Heads. They, uh, in the old one. Yeah. Crimson Heads weren't that big of a deal, but in this game, it felt like it, w it was more of a big deal. Well, in the old game, Crimson Heads didn't exist. Didn't they have fast zombies? Or... No. No, they were all slow, regular zombies, and when you killed them, they died. They were brown zombies. Like, 
oh my god, I'm an idiot. Whoa, you're like thinking, you're imagining things. <laughs> I fucking, I've been playing too much Resident Evil. Let's, let's keep that for like when we talk about the, the different stuff though, that Cribson had and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh god, I feel like an idiot. People are probably gonna be, <laughs> people are probably gonna be like, this guy sucks. All he does not, is. Not a real fan. Fake <laughs> fan. Fake fan detected. I'm not a fake fan. God damn it. <laughs> What else did you find in the development? Oh, I wanted to give a shout out to the uh, head art director, the guy who's responsible for all the pre-rendered background. Is like Naoki uh, Katakai. Uh, he wanted things to look as realistic as possible in all of the backdrops and everything. And apparently, he butted heads with Mikami quite a bit because. Uh, he would sometimes tell him, like, you're making it look too good. You need to make it look scarier, you know? And he's like, well, I want it to look good. So they, they would kind of, like, fight each other a little bit on that. Mm -hmm. But I think he struck a good balance because there's se every backdrop in the game looks great. And there's several that are like, wow, that, like, just genuinely looks beautiful. And then there's things that just look kind of creepy. I and, then there's th and then there's things, there's like a bunch of cobwebs and shit, or there's like a bunch of claw marks. Just <laughs> stuff that makes you think. I remember uh, in the Game Pro when they were, you know, showing off this game, and I was like, holy shit. Like, the graphics look fucking incredible on a GameCube. Because I was still pro Sony at that point. I was like, god damn it, now I gotta buy a GameCube to play this game? And when game pro came out i was like holy shit like i might have to get a gamecube and so i did <laughs> i did I, it was because of this game i got one yeah not a lot of i wasn't really big in nintendo when i had a, a playstation uh, one and two so yeah anyway yeah so that was cool <laughs> yeah Here's a, here's another bit here it has to do with character design stuff. I mean, you know, we all you know went over how they did mocap and stuff like that. Uh huh. Uh, hired more professional voice actors. Mm hmm. Uh, they're when they were designing Jill, they and the subject came up for extra costumes. And they decided, oh, we'll include her RE three outfit. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> a lot of the the people on the team started getting really obsessed with what color her panties would be. What? And, I'm not I'm not joking. This is real. They were arguing about what color it would be because they knew because of the camera system there would inevitably be some upskirt shots. Fucking Japan. <laughs> they were like, no, blue, white, black. And then Mikami got aggravated and he told uh, Katakai to change the angle so there wouldn't be any upskirt shots so he could put a stop to this fucking nonsense. <laughs> My God. I, I can't believe that actually happened. That's funny. <laughs> You know, that sounds like something Vince McMahon would think about. Yeah. I wonder what color her panties are. I wonder if uh, they're pink. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find out. No. <laughs> he would book it like if it was 20 years ago, he'd book it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jill Valentine and Rebecca Chambers bra and panties match. Yes. Not Rebecca. She's she's barely eighteen. No. Yeah. It's a little creepy. It's a little creepy. Well, okay. <laughs> well, well, Wesker, maybe had a pitch. Never mind. Let's move on. Um. 
Uh, is that it on development? Pan- I got one more. I got one more here that was interesting. Um, should have ended with the panties. <laughs> no. The enemy, enemy. Yeah, I should have, but I didn't think about that. I'm just kind of going down it linearly. <laughs> um, enemy director uh, Masaki Yamanaka. Uh, yeah, apparently there was a director just for enemies. I guess like their uh, appearance, their behavior, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking with Mikami about how zombies didn't feel threatening enough anymore. And I, that's where the idea of the Crimson Heads came from, because they were talking about it. And he had an idea to like, what if they died and then they came back and they were stronger? And he's like, all right, that sounds great. Fuck him. <laughs> no, I like that. <laughs> I I remember playing this game you know the stair part like at the bottom they have that room with the typewriter and the first aid spray uh mm-hmm. when you kill a zombie and then all of a sudden you, something's charging at you and i'm like what the fuck <laughs> that thing was like charging at me really fast i really hate fast moving zombies they should all be slow no sometimes fast ones are great that's where we're at a difference well, you played Resident Evil 2 Remake. They had fast zombies in that. Not all of them were fast. Some of them were. Yeah, but they didn't run at you. I don't remember them running at me. Sometimes they would run or lunge suddenly, especially lunge. They would jump at you. Nothing. And Crimson Heads wouldn't even do that, you know? True. Touche on that. Touche. Ah, see? <laughs> yeah, so that's... A- What's up? That's all I got. That was going to say. That's all I got for the development stuff. I just had four things there. Yeah, no, nothing really earth shattering. Like again with the Resident Evil one point five and all that, but you know, good tidbits. Good tidbits to talk about. Mhm. This one was pretty clean. Mhm. Because it was another uh, Resident Evil one game. Just a little, little differences. All right, let's move on to the comparison of remastered versus. Uh, RE1, you know, regular and uh, director's cut, I guess. Oh, wait, you forgot about the voice acting. Well, no, we're doing the differences and then the voice acting. Oh, you're putting putting it in there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Differences, uh, like we just talked about, the Crimson Heads, since we're on topic here. uh, You know, you kill them and then later on they start charging at you. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kind of. And kind of like the Resident Evil 2 remake, uh, where you shoot the zombies and you think they're dead, but they come back to life. Kind of like that, but all of a sudden they're, like, stronger and faster and they get in your face kind of thing. Very intimidating, I'll say say that. Because, you know, you're used to... If you're coming from PS1 to uh, Remastered... uh, and you're like, oh, they're all slow zombies. And then all of a sudden they start charging at you. Uh, keep in mind, I do know I made the mistake thinking that Crimson Heads was in the PS1 version. I was wrong and mistaken. He was wrong, everybody. I, I'm always wrong. <laughs> um, so, like, it's very intimidating. Uh, they did change a lot with the... I remember in the first part of the game... I don't know if you remember this. You probably do. Um, when the key is in the ground and if you don't replace it with something kind of like Indiana Jones style like a statue with a knife is going to stab you like the walls that start caving in Mm -hmm. that was new Uh, 
And I will say, when I played that part, it pissed me off. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck to do. And I'm like, this was not in the original. Why is this here? <laughs> it was a beginner trap. And that goes back to, I guess, what McCommy was saying about stuff to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that puzzle, I suppose was supposed to be an example of like all oh, you can't think all the puzzles are going to be the same or they'll be easy because in fact none of the puzzles are the same they're all different mm-hmm. uh, having gone through it again none of them are the are the same solutions some of them are the setups totally different for them the night like the night room the, is still the same if i'm correct right no it's different too uh, it's, instead of like just pushing two uh, statues over vents so you don't get poison gas, you have to push uh, statues back in line with other ones in a certain order mm-hmm. so it'll unlock a plate. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm mixing up games now. I'm getting <laughs> I, I'm getting to the point where Resident will start to like mesh with each other. I'm gonna Not s- me. Well, you are the expert, sir. The expert. I guess I, guess I am. <laughs> I'm a fanatic. You're the expert. Okay, that's fair. Um, I'm trying to think what else was different. They they added a few rooms, if I'm correct, right? They added uh, several different areas to the game. Yeah. And then, re- and then totally redesigned some and expanded on them. I love the graveyard, by the way. I, the uh, the graveyard meaning uh, the backyard whatever uh, in the PS1 when you go on the outside like it feels limited in a way uh, yeah. because you, you know you're going left or right and that's it this one feels like there's a lot of options to go to and there's a part where you go in like a cave and you see like this casket thing which is weird and it brings more that that i guess that's where the scary part where megami was like hey i know you want to make the the backgrounds look real and shit but i want scary shit too and it definitely comes across like there's some scary stuff like the casket uh the cobwebs and spider webs and looking like you're in a haunted house except it has zombies in it Oh yeah, I like all the outdoor areas. Like they expanded on that. Like, in fact, there's like a in the main hall. You go up the first set of stairs, and there's just like that dead end wall. And then you choose to go left or right up the stairs. Mm-hmm. There's like a hidden door there, like it in a painting, like in a mural. And you go outside there in a whole other area, and that leads to one of the creepy areas. You're like out back, and there's like part of uh, a cemetery out there. Mm-hmm. It's just it's kind of fenced off on its own. But you go further though, uh, if you get a puzzle piece, you can go down this weird area where there's like a bunch of machinery sounds and there's torches and shit. <laughs> there's a coffin suspended by chains up in the ceiling. <laughs> it's just like what in the hell is this? Like immediately you're thrown to like some other random new area that that was not in the original game at all. Yeah, because if you look at Resident Evil 1 and the PS1, you're like, oh, it's a mansion, cool. Um, yeah, it looks very basic, but when you play this game, it, 
every detail matters compared to PS1 because obviously the technology is a little bit more a little more better and uh you can put you know the detail in that and PS1 you could be like oh that's a a peach wall or a white wall and oh there's zombies there's some hunters and stuff it was like like you said when remember lime green walls and shit like that, that that's the only <laughs> difference they had uh and this one it's dark and it's creepy and you know yeah PS the the PS1 backgrounds have this um they have the advantage of coming in at a time in gaming where like pre-rendered backdrops and stuff like the early 3D era stuff can sometimes have this weird surreal quality to it mm-hmm. where like it's they're going for increased realism enhanced realism but instead what comes out is this something that's like strange and you know it's not real <laughs> like uh, they try to like have fine detail with like all the 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 wood molding and the paneling in this room and stuff but it has like this weird sheen to it and you know it looks fake mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas kinda... in this game in this game it's completely photorealistic yeah, it looks like a stretched out like desktop wallpaper uh yep. as the background and if you go back and play old games and stuff like you definitely see that and you go ew but like back then that's what we were like oh man that's that's cool that's cool graphics dude it's, it's so so different <laughs> it's it's just that game that has that quality though because when they went to re2 and did three they they had better tech bigger budget so like that stuff looks better mm-hmm. especially when you play it on something where the the backgrounds can be at a higher resolution like on dreamcast or gamecube or whatever yeah and it i remember playing because like i said resident Evil 2 was the first resident evil game i played and i was like this is cool and then i went back to resident evil 1 and i'm like ew oh yeah gross the fuck is this but you know the voice acting saved it in my opinion <laughs> i don't care it's great i love all of it yeah um we said the def- defense items were different uh, mm-hmm. compared to uh, so like if you're in a bind you could be like hey you know take a knife or i don't know in resident Evil 4 is that when they had the flash grenades and grenades itself to like get out of a pickle no that was just uh you threw the grenades they were just alternate weapons it was this game that kind of introduced that idea mm-hmm. where and like chris and jill have different defense items too like they'll both pick up these daggers and oh. they, they share that but like chris has a a flash grenade they call it that but really it functioned more like a hand grenade <laughs> they like shove it into a zombie's mouth or something and then like their head will explode like in, in Resident Evil 2 mm-hmm. and which yeah by the way Resident Evil 2 brought that idea back yeah thank um, thank god I, I it was a cool idea yeah and then Jill has the stun gun the little taser I, I like that one <laughs> She's a great. She jumps up and grabs her like a hunter, and then she just <laughs> and it starts freaking out and convulsing, and it falls over. Sometimes you kill enemies with it. Yeah, I really like uh, the des- Sorry, I'm like going a little off topic, but I really like the design they did with uh, Chris Redfield because you didn't really see what Chris Redfield looked like in PS One, uh, and also Jill Valentine. Like you got their main setup on that, what they looked like in the clothing. 
but their face and stuff was so good compared compared to PS One. Oh yeah, it was vague shapes at best back then. Like you had a general idea of what that character looked like. Again, graphics from back in that early 3D era, but now, yeah, Jill has a defined face and uh, appearance, and you can even see the fibers and shit on her pants and stuff. And Chris is the same way. And then for some reason, Chris got really buff later and changes everything. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I'm actually looking at um, Julia uh, Voth, V-O-T-H. Yeah, Julia Voth was her uh, face. Uh, they used her uh, as the base for Jill's face and stuff. Mm-hmm. And wow, she's 33 years old. Holy fuck. Yeah, she was like 16 or something when they did that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. And she, what's funny is that she cosplayed as Jill Valentine at WonderCon in 2016. That's funny. Yeah, she, yeah it was cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think what else we could talk about that is different. I mean, again, it's the same game. Um, different. They changed like a few things here and there. But nothing. I got some. Oh. Yeah, nothing. Not nothing huge, but like, yeah, I got a couple notes here and there about that kind of thing. Uh, right. Like, just generally, like, yeah, the new areas and stuff and content that was originally cut. Like, there was supposed to be a whole subplot about uh, the construction of the mansion, like who built it and everything, and that's where all the the George Trevor and the Trevor family stuff comes from. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be it, but they got rid of it. And uh, Lisa Trevor was an enemy design from the original game that got cut too. I wonder why. Uh, I don't know. I guess they just thought too many enemies or stuff, you know, just kind of reining themselves in, so to speak. Because Resident Evil Zero, they go a little bit in the mansion, like the history and the history of Umbrella. So I'm pretty surprised they just threw out that idea. Weird. uh, It could have been a time constraint thing, too, maybe. Um, uh, that also goes into like the expanded areas and lore like yeah that's more more lore stuff comes up because of the Trevor family business mm-hmm. um, kind of showing you how far back the research goes to because it's like their files are from the 60s and they're talking about injecting them with weird stuff back then so Lisa Trevor, the little girl from like 1968, is a monster that's lived on those grounds for like 30 years. Shit, so that's, that's crazy. God, and they took that shit out. God damn it! Couldn't give us a DLC. <laughs> I know, and I love all the <laughs> expansion disc. Yeah, that. that I love. I'll oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, that that was our DLC back then. Like we got extra CDs. Expansion packs is what they were called. Yep. None of this DLC bullshit. And (laughs) season pass. What a joke. Indeed. uh, I like all the areas where where Lisa Trevor inhabits because they're they're super creepy. And then when you read like all her files or they attempt to be files, it gets to a point where like the weird virus shit they inject her with, uh, start affecting her brain mm-hmm. she can still she can still write but it's kind of like when the guy turns into the zombie at the end of his file 
but but she can still write better than him. She can still form thoughts on paper that you can and you can glean from them what her meaning is. Yeah, it's really it's, it's really creepy. Like she's talking about how apparently she found her mom, uh, body or something, and and then took her face so that she wouldn't be with her. She wouldn't be apart from her, so her face is on her all the time. <laughs> God, it's crazy shit. I see. I gotta go through because I feel like I miss a lot of files, and I feel like I need to sit down one day, play all the games, and just go in each room and collect all the items. You it, might need to play a, a walk. This one with the walkthrough, maybe. Yeah, probably. I don't know, man. You know, playing as an adult. Like, my thing is, man, I, there's so many hours in the day. I want to watch so many movies and TV shows and play games. It's like, I'm going to do a couple hours of this, and then... A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, and then you, you just miss things, man. And that's what I did. I missed things. Uh, anything else uh, that we find different about this? The snake seemed the same, correct? The yawn, uh, well... Yeah, the scenes are different. They have to do with the yawn, depending on who you play. Mm -hmm. uh, like Richard's in the game more, for, for example. He doesn't just die in the hallway. I mean, you could let him die if you want to be an asshole. Let him die from poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Jill will get him the serum, and then he'll he'll just kind of pass out. He'll go to sleep. And uh, when you go to fight the snake, uh, he comes into the attic. And he's like, payback time, bitch! He has, like, this big-ass shotgun. He starts shooting at it. He helps you fight it at first. Mm -hmm. And uh, at halfway through the fight, he gets eaten. And uh, he then, you get his, then you get his assault shotgun. It's, it's a new weapon, technically. Yeah. Um, he died a hero. Then when you play as Chris, he actually shows up later, and he helps you uh, with the shark in the aqua ring fucking sharks so he, he he shows up way later and is in the story a little bit more in his game that's another thing i know we talked about this already but like different scenarios and stuff you have to think <sighs> then again it kind of did never mind i just had a brain fart because it, i was thinking the sharks were a little bit later correct no, I mean, they, they appear in the guardhouse when you go in the basement. So that's like the middle part of the game, really. Mm-hmm. Which, well, for this game, that's like the end of the first third of the game because there's, there's more stuff to do in this one. Yeah. It, it, scenarios are different. And, and uh, to go off topic, I saw Endgame, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's time traveling in there. I guess that's kind of a spoiler. Um, it's been a week. Yeah. Just... When it comes to time itself, like, you gotta see, you know, where they begin and where they end, and if the time matches up, I, I usually go, okay, yeah, that kind of would match up with the other scenario, I guess, but playing Remake, there were so many plot holes, but like, wait a second, <laughs> where was Claire when this was happening? Where was Leon when, when this was happening? Or are you talking about Resident Evil 2 now? Yeah, I'm just using that as an example. Or, oh, yeah. Or even any of the characters in every game that has a scenario. Like, where are these characters? And, I don't know. It's a video game, I guess. So I'll move on. <laughs> <laughs>
I get, um, I get down um, in the rabbit hole too much. That's okay though. It's it's interesting. Mm -hmm. it's something to talk about. What were you gonna say? Uh, if we got into like all really got down to like oh what's what's really different in this game you talk about that for like 20 minutes straight but uh instead like i'll just kind of shift over to really hard gameplay differences and stuff like that which is the only thing that's left is when they did the hd re-release for this game a few years back mm -hmm. they added a very easy mode for uh people that need assistance pussy and <laughs> and uh, a different control op style option, which is like more analog control. Uh, that's it works fine. I feel like it's kind of cheating though, a little bit mm -hmm. because of the way this game is set up. Uh, it gives you a real advantage in terms of. If I mean, if you want to play like that, whatever, that's your business. I'm just saying. See, um, now I'm bad at video games, but I will never stoop to a level to be play super super easy mode. Like, I mean, it just gets to a point where it's like, no, I don't need that shit. I'm a, I'm a man. I was born in 1980. Fuck, I remember when games used to be hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It, uh, kind of a side note. What do you think about... Have you ever played Sekiro or any of the Dark Souls games? I tried Demon Souls, like, forever ago. Back when it was brand new, and... Gave up on it because I was annoyed, and I didn't really get it. I didn't really get what it was trying to do back then. Mm -hmm. That was, but that was like when it was brand new. This is like ten years ago now, and shit. What do you <laughs> What do you think about the people that are complaining that there should be an easy mode in those games? I I've heard Sekiro more specifically has been uh, derided for being hard than any of these other games have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's really harder or not. I, I don't know because I'm not an expert. I don't play these games. And I, all my friends that do play these games haven't told me anything about it yet. Um, but partially, I think it's just a new generation of gamers have grown up and they play this game and it's, it's really hard and they don't understand because everything else is super easy. Yeah, games need to go back to being challenging in my opinion. To... It's like when it's like when people were complaining about Resident Evil Two just now about things in it. Why is Mr. X is so hard? Why? How come I die? <laughs> <laughs> because it's a game. He just run away. <laughs> run away. Use your brain. Use your ears. You can get away from him. <laughs> I, people just love to have like have a run and gun game. Uh, People want to have this cinematic, Naughty Dog, Last of Us experience. Which, by the way, they're good. I like those they're games. They're fine. Yeah. Those games are cool. But every game doesn't need to be a fucking movie. <laughs> like, ga yeah. games should be games. And, you know, play the game. <laughs> get better. Like, I should be saying that to myself, but I do get better. Like, even if I die a hundred times playing on hard mode or even normal mode i still play it i don't go i'm gonna go play super easy mode because i can't get past this level fuck that no. you, you, you'll never get better then nope it can take you a hundred tries if you fail each time but if you succeed that one time then you're better than all those a hundred tries where you failed you mm -hmm. know? like you, <laughs> you, you gotta look at it that way you learn from mistakes <laughs> all right uh um, did you have any more that you wanted to talk about? 
Oh yeah, there's just a little convenience thing from uh, the HD version, I was going to say, which is they added a reload button. Uh, which, you know, when you're just standing out in the game world, you, if you aim and then you press... Uh, in my controls, it was square, I think. Mm-hmm. You, you can reload right there instead of going to the uh, item menu and combining the bullets with the gun. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was nice. It was like, oh, that's that's real nice, actually. Yeah, that... Back then... When we used to do that, it was like, oh man, inventory management and trying to move these bullets, and now it's just one easy button. <laughs> oh, let's get into some voice acting. Okay, okay, now we do it. Um, better voice acting. Uh, I kind of do miss the old voice acting where it's like, oh, what a mansion! Uh, like, these kill living things, and you know. The whole nine yards on that. It looks like we got to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. They really upgraded their voice acting. I would say this is better than all of them. It, like, all the games that we talked about before, like Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, and Code Veronica, definitely a big upgrade. The, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously we talked about the motion capture, so it looked a little more realistic. Their mouths moved when they talked. Uh, yeah. I will say Wesker was still a little campy, by the way. Uh, I don't know. You'll have to elaborate on that for me. Like, he, he felt like a villain when he talked. I guess, but don't we already know that Wesker's a villain anyway? Does that... I don't know. Like, when you're trying to make it realistic, I don't think you would be like, Now I've got you! Yes! Like... I don't, I don't really think I don't think he came off that way to me. Like I like his voice actor in this. I kind of wish that they kept using him instead of uh, DC Douglas. I like DC Douglas, like when he did him in Resident Evil Five and stuff. But he made him. You want to talk about campy? Boy. Yeah, we. Can, I. I don't. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to play those games, but I have to. <laughs> no, West, Wesker is a special part of that game. DC Douglas's Wesker is, is good for a different reason. It's kind of like so bad it's good. I just don't but, want to play the games. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. But, but like, this guy's name, I think his name's Richard Waugh or something like that. I can't remember. I always liked this portrayal best because he didn't have the weird accent all of a sudden out of nowhere. He was still, like, American. Mm-hmm. And um, he still sounded, like, pretty pretty cool. Like, he was, like, a, a low-key, cool commander-type guy. Um, pretty even-tempered and stuff. But then when at the end, when you're in the labs and stuff, then he's like, he's smarting off and shit. And he's letting you know, like, oh, I got you all by the balls. You all are done. This is a tyrant. He's going to fuck you all up. You I, know? I like the part where Wesker's like, hey, doesn't Barry seem weird to you? And Jill's like, yeah, is, he kind of seemed a little off to me. I'm like, oh, shit, Wesker's playing them all, even though I know that, that he's going to turn heel. Yeah, he, he made more of an attempt, or they made more of an attempt, I should say, to make it seem like he's he's still kind of on the level. Like, especially the part where Enrico gets shot in the tunnels. Because mm-hmm. you see that uh, silhouette, or no, it's not a silhouette, it's a shot where you, you see, like, their lower torso, and it's, it's somebody that's wearing black pants is hiding back there. Now, two people wear black pants, Wesker and Barry. Mm-hmm. So it makes you think, is that Barry? You know, like, if you, you didn't know the story or anything. You might think that's Barry for a second. God, I remember. <laughs> the, 
the PS one where fucking Barry just runs away from you. <laughs> <laughs> I just I haven't seen that ending forever, and it caught me off guard like that when that happens. Like what? He ran in a totally opposite direction, and ended up back where I started, and he got shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um. God, what a gem! <laughs> I, I was. It's great. I, I was going to say though, uh, when you play as Chris, uh, there's more of an attempt uh, at making it seem like Wesker is really on the level with you because uh, Wesker actually helps Chris out more in his game. Mm-hmm. Like he runs into him more and uh, he leaves more notes and stuff behind for him, letting him know, "Hey, I, I fixed the door. I found some bullets, man. Here you go." You know, he does all that stuff for instead of Barry. Yeah, I do like that they add those notes and stuff it's really uh that that's one thing i like because it makes you feel like the other character is traveling through the, the mansion it's... yeah there's more of a there's more of a sense that that's going on mm-hmm. yeah so I, I like that about it um i'm trying to think what else with the voice acting i all i can pretty much say is that they fucking upgraded um yeah, and there was, even though it's a more realistic, or I shouldn't say realistic, more believable portrayal of, like, the characterization and all that kind of stuff, um, they still made attempts to kind of, like, leave in some of the lines, some of the cheesy lines or, like, references to them. Mm-hmm. Like, like when Jill almost gets killed in the shotgun ceiling area and Barry pulls her out, he's like, man, if I was late, you could have fit into a sandwich there. He didn't say Jill sandwich, but he said that. <laughs> yeah, and I I, I kind of grudge at that. I was like, why did you leave it in there? Why didn't you leave the meme? But then I was like, they were trying to be different, I guess. And... uh some of the lines are, are intact, even. Some of them are the exact same line, but it's just they're delivered differently, and it doesn't sound silly and weird. I I think they gave more power to the actors that were doing the voices. I bet you, you know, the guy who did Barry Burton, he's like, well, instead of me saying, you almost became a Jill sandwich, you're almost packed as a, as a, as a sandwich. And maybe that just passed through? I don't know. I, I think it, I think it seemed to me like from what I read about the development, there was a more concerted effort to make this game uh, come across as more serious. Uh, so I think I think that's what it is more than anything. I I truly think they were making the first one serious. It just <laughs> they tried to, but it was like nine. It was the mid '90s, and nobody made a game like that before. And, you know, all that kind of stuff just comes together to give us what we got. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's where we'll end on the the voice acting. It's just a little bit better, and they were more serious, even though the PS One they were serious, just you know, nineties and stuff. I think that's how every uh, thing in the nineties should be, you know, said. Be like, yeah, it was just the nineties. That's how it was. But let's move on to the damn sharks, uh, meaning the second section of this podcast. Uh, different versions of Resident Evil 1 Remastered. So we got GameCube was where it originated from. And then uh, I'm going to go quickly on the list here. It came out for the Wii. It came out on PC. And then when they start getting into the HD Remastered, uh, I believe 
PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and now the Nintendo Switch. So you mm-hmm. you could say this game is kind of like Skyrim because it's always getting re released. Well, they probably want a better return on like the money they spent making the game because like uh, it was pretty exciting when it came out, but uh, the impression I got from it you know looking back was that it was disappointing that it didn't do better mm-hmm. which is probably because it was on the gamecube if it was on the ps2 or something which i don't know if they could have made this game on the ps2 like how it was but if it was it, they probably would have got a bigger return yeah that's interesting that they never they waited for ps3 to release this rather than going on ps2 i mean Probably because of the power of the PS3. Yeah. They could put it, push out more resolution on that. But, uh, yeah. I mean, those were the versions. You know, we pretty much talked about what was different about the HD and compared to what, you know, first came out on the GameCube. I cannot wait for the Nintendo Switch one because me playing it, even though I'm not highly on it, but it's a Resident Evil game. If I could play Resident Evil on the toilet... I will, I will play it. <laughs> Maybe that will be your more serious playthrough of this version of the Maybe. You know, as I'm taking a deuce, you know, shooting some zombies and crimson heads and snakes and oh my. <laughs> oh, uh, since we're talking about different versions of the game, like right now, I did want to say this real quick about it. Um, right, I played recently through the HD version on PS4. Mm-hmm. And uh, you probably... I I talked about it, I think, a few times. I think you were there when I was doing it on my stream where I was like, man, this looks weird. This doesn't look right here. This doesn't look right there. You know, I kept saying that over and over. Yeah. Well, I, I went all the way through the game, and I could definitely, I knew for certain that, uh, I guess we should have mentioned this before, but or if it's in here now anyways, they lost the original uh, background renders when they were going to do a HD re-release for this game. So, as far as I know, what they had to do was reverse engineer the uh, copy of the game and try to upscale everything. And in some cases, it worked. Mm. Uh, in some cases, it looks good even. But a lot of these other backgrounds suffered for it badly. Uh, sometimes there's like uh, there's really weird artifacts or like uh, like weird dots and patterns like in the backgrounds. Um. Some are outright terrible. It almost looks like a, like a, you'd watch a YouTube video in like 240p bad. Like the aqua ring area, mm-hmm. the, the the basement area of the guardhouse specifically stood out as like the worst. Like I don't know what they couldn't do anything better than that. I don't know how that got through, but it looks awful. Is RE1 uh, on the GameCube rare to get these days? Um. No, I don't think so, especially now. It used to command a higher price, I think, but like where it's been re-released so much now, uh, I think you could probably still get it for around 20-ish dollars if it was complete. Resident Evil 3 uh, is the one that's uh, high on price now, right? 2 and 3 are. If you get 2 and 3 on anything besides PS1, you're going to pay a bunch of money for it. I have oh. RE2 on the N64. Oh, and, well, that too. Nobody really cares about that version. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) 
you want it on Dreamcast or, or uh, GameCube, you're gonna prepare to shell out fifty. I mean, they're good games, so I would get it. <laughs> but it, it wasn't just that though. Like it was also things like zombies don't bleed out when they die when you kill them. Mm -hmm. There's no there's no blood puddle anymore. Um, and then there's like other particle effects and stuff that are missing. Like you speed shuffle around, you see dust kick up from your feet, stuff like that. A lot of that's missing. That's weird. Um, and I confirmed it today. I, I actually put in the old version on my Wii, played it on a CRT television. And uh, yeah, I, I wasn't just imagining a lot of this. There's definitely some issues with some of the backgrounds and stuff in this version of the game. If you're like a real stickler for that kind of visual stuff, the, the HD version might bother you a little bit. There might be a PC mod to fix a lot of that. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But on consoles, it's going to suffer. Interesting. See, I don't pay attention to that detail a lot. And that's... I, I feel like I should do that more. <laughs> I, I couldn't help it because I kind of am a, a video stickler, audio too, in some cases. Mm -hmm. But um, in this game specifically, like... I remember always just being so amazed by the artwork, the background and everything, like how everything looked so realistic. Like that stuff's burned into my memory. Uh, it really made an impression on me. So when I see these versions of the images, I'm like, this doesn't look right. That's just not my memory, is it? I had to know. Mm -hmm. And I confirmed it. It wasn't just me. That's good that you, uh, you kind of did a little research in, on both games. Because yeah. I think a lot of people, they go, oh, it's, you know, I played this on the GameCube already, and they just don't know, because it all looks the same. It's a, just a little tad bit different, and you found it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, some some things are better in the HD version, though, too. Like, uh, the models look better, and there's certain little background animations, like the leaves, or like this just tree limbs are kind of like blowing in the background stuff like that mm -hmm. whereas in the old version i think they probably used i'm not sure what they did but it reminds me a lot of yeah you, you ever play that game mist yeah you know how like when you do stuff in that game and you'd see like the animations play out it would show like this weird like kind of box within the image and the animation would play mm -hmm. it reminds me a lot of that it looks like they used quick time video images for like when the leaves would rustle and stuff on the old version of the game whereas now they just animated you know 3d shit and it, it looks like it's part of the background <laughs> that's that's a good example holy shit <laughs> I, i'm sorry i really like this game okay <laughs> oh man um Bonus modes and un unlockables. Uh, there was definitely costumes uh, since you know they were talking about panties. So <laughs> yeah. So they they uh, I remember. Uh, was there a leather jacket or am I mixing up games again? Um, it's been a really long time since I played Chris. I think you might have a leather jacket costume in this one. I'm going to Google it real quick, because, again, I don't really care for the costumes. I don't go back and be like, I want to wear that costume. I, I, I was never that type of gamer. Oh, you want to play as RE3, Jill? Come on now. That is true. Because <laughs> uh, Jill is bae. Mm -hmm. I hate using that fucking... God damn it, you have to for sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let me see. I'm looking at images right now. I know Chris had his Code Veronica outfit. That was one you could get. Yeah. Uh, God, why don't they have any pictures for me here? Oh, here it is. No, that's Resident Evil 2 Remake. Ah, oh, God damn it. Whatever. <sighs> they didn't even find the right shit, dogs. <laughs> I typed in, God damn it, Costumes Resident Evil 1 Remake. Probably because I put Remake in there. Let me do HD. Yeah, they have the Jill Valentine uh, Resident Evil 3. God, that looks way better than Resident Evil 3 itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they obviously they have the shoulder pads and stuff, but that's the same. Uh, they have Chris Redfield here where he has a beanie on and a red shirt. Oh, yeah, it's where he wears like the ski goggles and the beanie and stuff. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> uh, um, that's Resident Evil 0. <laughs> Jill has one like that too, kind of, where she wears like a this tank top and then she wears like these weird goggles and like a, a hat. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if you got the HD version, you can play as BSAA Chris and Jill as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put a picture, everybody, but there's costumes in there that you can get. Uh, again, you get the key and stuff, so that was pretty cool. Uh, what were the bonus modes, by the way? I remember if you beat it a bunch of times, we already talked about the invisible enemies, but... Yep, you get or the invisible enemy. Enemy, singular. yep. <laughs> um, there was uh, real survival mode, which is apparent... I didn't know about this, but apparently it was something that they talked about during the development, which was none of the item boxes share anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you have something in the item box in the guardhouse, you got to go back and get it out of there. It's not going to be in the mansion. Um, and then I guess that would mean all the item boxes in the mansion aren't connected either. So if you got the one in the the drug room and you need to go back to the the broom closet or whatever the fuck that is on the, the east side, mm -hmm. you're going to have to make that trip. <laughs> Backtra um, backtracking is a staple in Resident Evil yeah. series. Then there was the uh, one tough zombie, which is when they add uh, a random version of Forrest, who if he grabs you, he explodes and kills you instantly. <laughs> and he just he just roams around. Now, and then there's there's a version where he's invisible. I kind of want to play that. <laughs> I want to see it happen it's to me. Interesting. It, I, when it, it would get to a point where you couldn't toggle it. That's what I never liked about that, though. Uh, is pretty much where if you kept beating the game because you have to to get more costumes uh, it would also make it to where every time you played this shit was on I didn't like that I wish you could always like turn it off or just choose I want to play invisible zombie forest mode but yeah uh, that's like one of the only complaints I actually have about this game is that <laughs> <laughs> um, did they have the random uh, item randomizer or was that just re2n64 that was just that version of that game really that's weird it is really weird but it's also cool <laughs> I, I wonder why they didn't implement that in other games why just the n64 i i don't know the n64 version of resident evil 2 is just a really special version of that game in <laughs> more ways than one mm-hmm uh, 
what else was, was that only it just the invisible enemy and costumes and yeah. original survivor i mean you could get like uh the rocket launcher you know mm. and you know stuff like that i can't remember if there was like a way you could get a magnum a special magnum or not it's been too long uh there might be but that was it i'm pretty sure yeah uh rocket launcher yeah yeah, so those are the unlockables. Um, what about, were there some good side stories or journals or diaries that you liked about this game? Well, I mentioned all the Trevor stuff. I, I really like that. Mm -hmm. um, that honestly really helps make this, this game like creepier than what it is. Like already this game is like, it kind of put... It has a very unsettling atmosphere unique to it because you're just stuck in this big sprawling area and everything looks creepy and, and really beautiful at the same time. It's strange. Um, and then you have like a, you hear a weird monster and chains run, running around in various parts of the estate moaning. <laughs> and, and you know, you got zombies that you can't you die and then they come back and they're worse. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I liked all the, the George Trevor uh, notes and the ones with Lisa, too, where, like, she would degenerate and barely be able to write. <laughs> uh, all the other stuff's different, too, though. Like, they have the same files, but they're written differently. So even those aren't the exact same. Yeah, I like the Keeper's Diary, like, to, to the part where um, one, of the, one of the entries, he's like, today... A high-ranking researcher asked me to take care of a new monster. It looks like a gorilla without any skin, and then yada, yada, yada. Like, yeah, that's the classic file. Mm -hmm. That's the one everybody remembers. Itchy and tasty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I, I like those side stories to kind of see what was going on. Like, It doesn't need to be deep lore, but you know, obviously have it in there for people that you know, or into that, but I kind of like the random stuff of be like, oh, you know, I wonder what the janitor was doing uh, while this shit was going down. So, I uh, I also really liked the files on the crimson heads. There's only two. Mm -hmm. But, like, the first one you find is, like, in a random air, uh, safe room in the mansion. I think it might just be the first one you find. It's just in there. I'm not real sure about that, but... Because... Uh, in the mansion, there's three safe rooms, and they all have, like... Or no, there's two, and then there's just a random room mm -hmm. that has a big jug of kerosene in it. And you have to, like, you know, fill the kerosene up and then burn the bodies of the zombies after you kill them if you don't cause their head to explode or shoot them with a flame round. That's uh, that sounds uh, like that sounds like very John Carpenter the thing. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was getting ready to say was I really like that stuff because it made it feel more survivally it, it made it feel a lot more like you're in this isolated area and you have to do this weird stuff just to be able to survive uh and that was something i was at first i was kind of disappointed in resident evil 2 in was that crimson heads didn't come back <laughs> mm -hmm. but like after playing this again I was like, no, I'm glad they didn't come back because it's they're unique to this game, and in a way, it kind of really only works in this game. Yeah, because I don't think... Would you think that the Crimson Head, whatever strand of virus, would 
reach Raccoon City. I mean, I guess obviously they would because that's where it originated, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I guess the really nerdy answer to that is uh, no, because that's all the G-Virus shit. Mm-hmm. So the, the Crimson Head side effect is from the old T-Virus. Yeah, and they were upgrading it, obviously. So, um, yeah, so you got the the Crimson Heads and then the Trevor story. I'm more of the Keeper's Diary. I kind of like the little side notes and stuff. Um, any side stories within the game itself that you like? Like, you playing it rather than reading it? Oh, you mean, like, stuff just... I my experiences with the game personally yeah oh uh we can we can we can mend that into personal stories about the game if you want if you want to i think that's where it would go really (laughs) more than anything (laughs) um i i mean i already briefly mentioned like oh yeah i wanted to buy a gamecube just for this game you know Mm -hmm. and uh i played the hell out of it when i had it uh, a lot. I guess a lot of that would come from like, I, I, yeah, I died in the armor room, you know, where you you thought you thought you found a key and it kills you. Mm-hmm. I think that happened to everybody the first time they played it, and I was just like, oh, this is different. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was me <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and then, like after that, though, you, you if you pay attention and you're smart, you figure it out. That was like, oh, okay, that's like the the room full of the crows up there with the the picture now that yeah now it's stained glass instead of paintings oh okay this is a little different here mm-hmm. I gl- um, i'm glad they kept that room yeah uh, it was pretty much the same kind of setup it's just the the puzzle solution is different mm-hmm. and um the armor room doesn't really kill you anymore it's just kind of like oh i gotta figure out a pattern that's it um they kept the old the, the Okay, that's one puzzle they did keep was the shotgun room puzzle. That's the same. Yeah, just with the different dialogue from Barry Burton when he saves you. That's about it. <laughs> and then you don't get shit if you're Chris. You just die because you're an idiot. Yep. Fuck you, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Chris always being dumb. Dropping weapons. And then dying. Dumb Chris Redfield. Why can't you be like your sister? Um, a personal story of me, uh, seeing the game, uh, before it came out, like on GamePro and a lot of, uh, uh, 56k modem internet DSL when I started seeing like on message boards, what Resident Evil, uh, one remake was all about. I was like, cool. Uh, I definitely need to get a game geek gamecube like that was my main force of getting a gamecube because i didn't really care for nintendo then uh so that was a big personal story and me like flipping out that things were different uh is a little personal story for me because you know like i said before change is good but when i play video games and i'm dying all the time it pisses me off and when there was new things in the game and the puzzles were a little different uh it definitely peeved me the hell uh to the point where i was just getting annoyed but uh yeah those were my personal stories i don't want to get too deep into it because it's nothing really 
good besides me complaining. <laughs> I got I got, I got one more actually because you just reminded me of that. What's up? Uh, it's how I discovered the game. Uh, this is so weird and unique though that like people won't have stories like this anymore. I'm confident in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when I figured out that this was a game, I was uh, I was downloading stuff on LimeWire <laughs> in like 2001. And I don't know what I was doing. I think I was looking for like Resident Evil AMVs or some stupid shit. You know, something you did when you were 14. Yeah. I, I don't. I think that's what I was actually trying to do. I think I was trying to find music to download from it and just I don't know cool videos people would make. And I saw something about like Resident Evil One 2002 demo real thing or some shit. Uh, and I downloaded it and. Uh, I played it and I think this was like an E3 video demo or it was Tokyo Game Show mm-hmm. something like that and I was like what the fuck is this because I realized it was it was Resident Evil 1 but it had like all new graphics and stuff like that I, I'd never heard about this up to this point um, and then like I watched the whole thing and I was like what is this are they remaking this game <laughs> That that's how I found out about it I downloaded a random I'm off LimeWire. That's how I discovered the game. I didn't even know there was a Nintendo GameCube yet. Fucking LimeWire. <laughs> Nobody will have a story like that about discovering a game anymore. Probably only us old people will have something like that. I, like, obsessed over that video. I must have watched it, like, ten times because I, I couldn't believe what it looked like. It blew me away. I was like, I want this fucking game. Like, I never wanted anything so bad in my life up to that point. I just remember getting GamePro magazine and being like, what? Like, they're actually doing this again? And I'm like, it looks so cool. And Yeah. Like, I would, I've read that article like a thousand times. I remember that demo had weird shit in it, though. Like, it was showing, like, I guess they were showing off the character's uh, animation mm-hmm. and stuff, like how it was better. Look, we mocap this. It showed Jill doing, like, axe kicks and stuff. It was like she was doing martial arts. And I was like, what the hell? That, that, that stuff never made it to the game, obviously. But they should have. I can very clearly remember that, though. Fucking, they should have. <laughs> no, then it would have been like, oh my god, they made it a action game. Look at shit that you hate now. True. I... <laughs> a little side note, like, when they started doing, like, demos for, like, Resident Evil 4... I remember that mansion that they showed off of uh, the demo reel. For, I think that was Tokyo Game Show. And I was like, yeah. this looks pretty cool. Like, it reminded me of Resident Evil 1 Remake, just with Leon. And everybody I was, was... Yeah, I was all about that old version of the game that we know. Like, super excited for that. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we'll save that for the Resident Evil 4 episode. Yeah, that's that's later. Yep. All right, let's move on to the traitor section because, you know, there's a lot of heel turns that happen in this game. Uh, but this is going to be the lightning uh, portion of it where we go and, and talk about what we like. So who do you prefer to play as in this game? Jill. Same, because of the lockpick. She's the master of uh, unlocking with, you know, Chris Redfield, Chris? he loses his gun like an idiot. Yeah, he still does that somehow. I, I like playing as him better in this version, though, because his story is more interesting in it. Like I was saying, like, how Richard's in it more, and 
Wesker directly helps you out more in it. It's mm -hmm. kind of cool. I don't know. I just, for me, Jill Valentine because of Bazooka. I love the Bazooka. Chris gets a flamethrower. I like Bazooka better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who? Uh, what is your favorite boss? Oh. Um. Man. Probably... I guess I, I like the yawn in this for some reason. I like the yawn better in this game. It's just cooler. Mm -hmm. I guess just because it's, you know, newer tech and everything, the yawn's just crazier. Uh, but the tyrant, too, is also great. Yeah, I'm going to go with the tyrant because when we finally get to that end scene, <laughs> like, it looks so lame in the PS1 version, but in this one, he looked fucking cool. Like, oh, yeah, he's creepy. Mm-hmm. Also, special shout out to Lisa Trevor because it's a really easy boss fight when you know what to do and you finally fight her. But before that, every time you encounter her, you can't stop her. You don't put her down. Mm -hmm. She's basically invincible. So all you can do is like run away from her. That's what I do. Run away. She's really slow, so it's easy. Yeah. Don't complain, people. Don't be like that time Mr. X thing. It's so fast. He walks really fast. Fuck you. They're gonna like explode when Resident Evil Three comes out. Yeah, Nemesis. If they, can't, if they can't handle Mr. X, oh my god. <laughs> Nemesis is gonna be like Spider-Man shooting missiles from from the fucking ceiling. Ah, uh, favorite part of the game. Oh man, that's hard. How about you go first? Uh, my favorite part of the game is actually the sharks, because <laughs> I liked how, how cool it looked. Oh, like how they had the sharks there? There was more to it in this one? Mm-hmm. Like how they expanded the whole aqua ring area? I did really like that. Yeah, that, that, that really caught my eye, and that's one of my favorite parts in Chris Redfield, uh, section. And then you, and then you fry the shark with the electric, like the, the generator thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking fucking uh, had some fried fish some fish fry yeah fish and chips there you go yeah <laughs> oh i like my favorite part is jeez it's probably um fuck this is hard dude need... okay okay I like when you go out into that whole new area outside and you find, like, that cabin and stuff. Mm hmm I really like that because it's super atmospheric and everything outside there looks, like, super realistic, even to, like, this day it does. Yeah, uh, it still looks good. Like, all that stuff in the background and everything is like, oh, my, holy shit, this looks like real life. Like, somebody fucking filmed this or something. <laughs> and, uh... Like, and there's, like, all that fog and everything, and it's, like, it's just great. And then, like, the music, all that stuff together. And then when Lisa Trevor appears, and it's, like, this whole other, like, entity you have to deal with. Yeah. It's just really cool. It cre this game's really good at being actually kind of creepy versus, like, the other games. Yeah, the other games are just, like, yeah, it's survival horror, but this one is, like, an actual horror movie. It felt like. And then bonus shout out to the Crimson Head Elder, aka the Crimson Head in the suspended metal coffin. 
like you go in that weird ass area there's like death masks and shit and you have to like it's just crazy it's like so over the top crazy gothic horror shit and then you let it out and then it's like this this crazy version of a crimson head who like he breathes out like fucking it's like he's got like the worst morning breath ever <laughs> he comes after you it's so awesome i love that part <laughs> i love his game i should just say the whole game yeah zach loves the whole game that's his favorite part of the game pretty much <laughs> it's just that the game exists is my favorite part favorite weapons oh well oh i like the magnum Mm-hmm. and i like the bazooka I like the assault shotgun a lot too, though. That thing's really nice. I like bazooka, magnum, and I'm just gonna go. Any shotgun is good to me. Usually, when I get the shotgun in any Resident Evil game, I know that's when shit's about to go down. Mm, yeah, you're set. That's a solid bet. Mm-hmm. Because pistols is kind of like, all right, these are my bullets that I'm just gonna tap zombies with to run around them. Uh, mm -hmm shotguns are the ones that'd be like you're dying you're getting out of my way for forever <laughs> yeah yes. oh that little tiny uh woman gun that that little derringer you know the one you find where like that that guy hanged himself in the guardhouse oh yeah 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 <laughs> fucking <laughs> i forgot about that, that weapon that that gun's bullshit the way that's balanced though is it, <laughs> it's like you can one-hit kill a hunter with that gun. That's bullshit. Reminds me of the cricket from Men in Black. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, 22 Magnum. And I'm like, no, like, if you knew, like, about real-life ballistics and shit like that, like, you 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 can kill stuff or people with just a regular 22 round. Mm-hmm. But that, that bullet is not, I'm pretty sure it's not as strong as a 9mm. Or... And it's not even a competition between the 357, which is the Magnum you get. Fucking love the Magnum. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Uh, oh, you know? Did you know you can get berries in this game? Really? Oh, this is all oh, this is secret shit. Here we go. It's not really secret, but it's like just how your playthrough can be different. And I guess this will go into something else that I caught in this game that I didn't really like or understand, but it's not really a big deal. It's, I call it a plot inconsistency, I guess. So does, um, he, does he lose his gun, I'm guessing, when he gets captured from Wesker? No. Uh, you know the part where you have to fight Lisa Trevor in that weird sarcophagus area and you push all like the rocks aside so like the lid comes up and she just jumps off the side? Yeah. Okay. It, when, before that fight starts... Barry's like, Jill, give me the gun back. Give me my gun. Because she, she steals his gun from him and is holding him at gunpoint, asking him, like, what the fuck is going on? Why did you leave me? Why are you acting weird? <laughs> and <laughs> you could choose not to give him his gun. That causes Barry to die. Uh, Lisa Trevor, like, I think pushes him off the ledge and Barry just fucking dies. <laughs> and then you have his magnum and it's actually stronger. You only have six rounds, but it's a stronger magnum. I mean, I, it's worth to kill him, in my opinion. It's, it's, it's 44, but, like, yeah, that part where she's, like, you do that fight, like, I never, I guess I just forgot about this or didn't really think about plot stuff that much back when I first played this game. Um, She's all pissed off at him because, you know, he just leaves her. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they do the fight and it's over, and then it's just, like, 
they just forgot it happened. Specifically, Jill. He's just like, I'll secure the area, okay? And she's like, okay, and she just walks off. I'd be like, no, hold up a minute. Hang on. You fucking left me down there with that thing. <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> and then they just forget about it and move on. I just thought that was really strange. Yeah, I think it would be worth to kill Barry to get that gun, because I, I, I want that gun. That, well, gun. that gun's badass. Do it when you play it on Switch. I will. And I'm just going to be shooting zombies with that. Or hunters, whatever. Um, What is your best rank? I don't think this game has ranks. Well, well, let's assume. What do you think you, you got? I think you know, I, I I just say that because I finished it and then it didn't give me a rank. Wesker's just like you did a fine job, Joe, and yeah, I did. <laughs> so, so did you beat the? How long do you think you would do? I think I did it for two and a half hours. Oh, you beat it in two and a half hours? Yeah. Well, you speed ran that bitch. Like I said, I don't search your rooms that often. Oh, that's why, see, you gotta just enjoy the game. I think that's part of the problem why you don't like this game as much, I should say. Probably. I, I need to play it again. I think that's what my goal would be when it goes to Nintendo Switch, because I'll be paying attention more and just going through all the games carefully. That's that's part of the enjoyment you get out of this, taking the environments and just really, like, you know, really looking at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, I just beat it, and it took me nine and a half hours because of the, how I played it. Yeah, because you like to. Well, again, you looked at every detail, so. Yeah, I could tell you it's like oh, I think that leaf blowing outside is a, a QuickTime video in the old <laughs> version, and in the new one they animated a new branch. Yeah, let's get CSI on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I. How, did you do a lot of saves? I think I had about uh, a 17, maybe. Yeah, I was more in the 25 range. So yeah. I, th I think I would be a B, and I think you're an A. I would probably have a C because of the length, and then I used uh, first aid sprays as well. Even though I had a fuck ton of healing items, mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't even really end up using all of them. Somehow I just ended up with a lot. And I put it on hard, too. I put it on the hardest setting. Interesting. I just mastered this game, I guess. I don't know. I really want to play the game again now because <laughs> of what you said. I had to ah, Because I, I have to get the gun. I have to see the differences. Because <laughs> I'm picky like that. But anyway, let's get into okay. our final countdown. Anyway. Our Resident Evil rankings, uh, there's 13 games that we are playing and ranking, uh, obviously one being the best, 13 being the worst. Uh, Zach, where, what are you, where are you placing Resident Evil 1 Remake? How about, how about you do it first? I am at number eight. Eight? Okay, it, I see you. It's right below, uh, the first one, uh, on the PS1, because I like that a little more better. Well, much better or whatever can't english right now <laughs> man oh this is so difficult because res evil 2 that just came out mm -hmm. 
This is really hard. See, I, I knew this was going to happen when we got to this one because I, I put it at two back when we did it. And that's because, like, I thought, and I still think this, I like it just about as much as this game. This one was always my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I can't pick between the two of them. But I guess I, I guess I will put this one ahead of it. Oh shit! Yeah, I was about to get a coin to flip for you. <laughs> like just for the sake of this list, it's it's ahead of it. But in my mind, they're on equal footing. So the, you're putting it at number one, is what you're saying? Yeah. Wow, uh -huh. interesting. I'll type that in for you. Okay. Uh, Resident Evil. One, did, did I put, yeah, remastered, whatever. Remastered, remake, all the same shit, giggles. Okay. All right, so Zach has it at number one. Uh, I'll, I'll say the, the list real quickly. Uh, Zach has Resident Evil 1 remastered at number one. Uh, at Coming at number two is Re Resident Evil 2 remake. Number three is Resident Evil 2 1998. Uh, four uh, is Resident Evil 3, five is Resident Evil 1, and right now at number seven is Code Veronica. Me, I have at number one Resident Evil 3, uh, two is Resident Evil 2 Remake, three is Resident Evil 2 1998, and then at number seven I have Resident Evil 1, the PS1 version, and then at number eight Resident Evil 1 Remastered, and then Code Veronica at number ten. Mm-hmm. We're almost there. We're we're almost at the home stretch of these games. <laughs> the old ones, anyway. The old style games. Mm -hmm. Then we're gonna get into Survivor. Well, the next one we have is Resident Evil Zero, uh, which is a hit or miss for some people. I think it's a little decent. I just didn't like the monkeys in the in that game. <laughs> That'll be an interesting one to talk about. Mm hmm. And the inventory system is way different, and that's when they had the, you know, you can control two people, you know, with Billy and Rebecca. Uh, but yeah, so this was the part one of the Rebirth episode of the Nemesis Project. We have another part, which is Resident Evil Zero, and then we get to the bad games. Uh, kind of like little side projects, you know, Survivor, Outbreaks, and then Dead Aim. And then you have the action games later on where we get into four, five, and six. And I I'm dreading playing those games. <laughs> Cause I hate five well, I hate five and six. But you like four, right? Four is decent, but I don't like it uh I like the older games more than that game. That's gonna be that's probably gonna be the most interesting episode we have. Is that because mm -hmm, we're gonna have a guest on that episode? We're gonna have a guest, and I think I like that game a lot better than you do. And while I'm a purist, I I still really like that game and think it's really cool in its own way. Oh, definitely. Like my problem with that game, and I'll definitely go into more detail, is that it just didn't feel like a Resident Evil game to me um yeah it had you know the characters in there and they have umbrella they have leon uh but 
when you start going into different types of monsters and zombies are not there anymore, that's what really turned me off about the game. But we'll get into more detail about that later on. That's a whole other ball of wax. (laughs) A big one. I feel like I'm going to get 2v1'd on it. I'm going to be in the handicap match (laughs) when that game... I I don't think it'll be like that. Not 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 for me anyway. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Cause I, uh, like I said, I like the game as what it is. I just they give you machine guns and shit and that that merchant that's in there, which is funny because what I love you... the merchant. Yeah, but I don't think they needed it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I'll buy it at a high price. What are you? What are you buying? What are stranger, you... stranger! Now <laughs> that's a weapon. Yeah, he fucking he runs really fast. I'll tell you that. It's multiple merchants. There's like thirty of them. <laughs> They're cloned. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we're gonna end it here. Remember, uh, if you want to watch our past episodes, we are on YouTube. If you type in the Nemesis Project. Uh, our latest episode will be on uh, the feed. It's usually like the fifth video. Uh, it's under my Game Journal YouTube account. Uh, we're also on Podbean. If you go to novnetwork.podbean.com, we're also on iTunes and Spotify. So if you search Nerd Review Network, we're there. And also on nerdreview.com, where everything uh, we talk about is nerdy on there also. But until next time, guys. We'll see you next uh, episode. Later. See ya. Play this game if you've never played it. Yeah, damn it. <laughs>